2: Bombus. big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
3: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd
1: be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not
3: hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month.
2: Hello again, Evertonians. Welcome once more to the Toffee Web podcast. The new season is underway. It began, of course, with a defeat to Chelsea, but despite the result, I think many of us uh, feel there are signs of encouragement, not only from the performance by what was a depleted side, but also from the moves the club has made in the transfer market this week. Over the past 24 hours or so, at the time of recording on Tuesday evening, Everton announced the signing of Connor Cody on loan from Wolves and Amadou Onana from Lille. Two acquisitions that add some much-needed reinforcements to the spine of the side. Paul and Andy are here with me again. Adam McCulloch is back from international duty, so we have a four-strong team to discuss it all. Adam, it's been a while. How are you, mate?
0: Yeah, good. Feels a bit like Salomon Rondon coming back from suspension, doesn't it? Right? <laughs> Come on. you <laughs> big <laughs> a better on you. The big, the big, the big fanfare. Uh, yeah, that... Nice to be back. Um nice to uh you know, nice to be watching a game and not worrying too much about the result, even though it was a negative one. Um I think we spoke about uh the the fact that Burnley <laughs> Burnley were losing at the weekend and it was it was a relief not to really be looking at that result, although I was getting a bit of PTSD. Um thinking <laughs> the Leeds picked up a good three points. Um but uh but yeah, it was uh, yeah not not nice to be back and yeah as you mentioned really excited for uh, for some new signings uh, something so, something good to talk about but yeah good to be back
2: and then you're about to jet off on your uh, on your much needed break I suppose after your commonwealth games exploits
1: yeah out of the frying pan into the fire um <laughs> off to Italy tomorrow um which is very nice I'm very very looking very much looking forward to it the commonwealth games in the end was um Full on, I think we'll describe it as, but um, really enjoyable and actually, uh, you know, let's be honest, it's a privilege to work at somewhere like that. So, um, yeah, I've had a, I've had a couple of lovely moments of sport this summer um, with the with the Open Golf, with the Commonwealth Games. Now we just kind of need Everton to come to the party to uh, to kind of make it uh, a nice trio heading into the autumn.
2: Be nice, wouldn't it? And Paul's back mm. from his cricket travels and was back in time for for the game on Saturday. How are you, Paul, mate?
3: Yeah, fine, thanks. Yeah, um, yeah, nice little trip over to to Netherlands and then yeah, straight back for the game and was just praying not to get some sort of flight delay. But yeah, got there, got there well, well on uh, nicely on time for the game. And yeah, it was uh, great to get back to the match. Great to see everybody. It always is. It feels like it's come around a lot quicker. Well, it has come around a lot quicker, hasn't it? Because the season's starting a bit sooner, but it certainly feels like it. You know. Um, so yeah, it, it just feels like it's it's just come around so quick, so it's just good to see everybody again and uh yeah, good yeah, good laugh and uh encouraging wasn't it, as we as you said, in encouraging performance I thought. I thought um very depleted. I thought we did pretty well. Um few moments wasn't there another day another day when they could draw I think if just that that you know someone someone has a shot when they can or plays the right mm-hmm. pass when they have the chance yeah it's a few plenty of them little moments wasn't there Just just the wrong decision making at the wrong time you know um and yeah just think maybe just 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 that injury injury to dominic literally probably changed everything just having that up there would have made a, a heck of a difference there, so yeah no reason to be downbeat at all and um yeah excited to see some, some signings come through the door so uh yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's you know, looking up rather than down, which is nice, <laughs> nice after uh, after last season, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was going to say that about Calvert Lewin. I think, I mean, it, who knows how much it would have um, changed Chelsea's approach? Because um, I think maybe they were comfortable, or they they just, I think we made them look fairly ordinary for a long periods. They didn't really look all that threatening. But again, maybe that was the fact that you know they didn't have too much to worry about from from our from us uh, uh, our attacking perspective, um, but there was a, yeah a couple of moments where we whipped the ball in the box and you just think if Dom's there, that's either testing the goalkeeper or you know or we score, um, but yeah I, I, on on the whole I agree you know encouraging performance, um, it just in terms of and I think I made the point on Twitter that you could see there's an emerging style now um, where you know Lampard is it seems to be impressing on the team how he wants to play. You know, it's a good kind of mixture of, of going long and, and, and sort of trying to play through the, through the lines, which I think, you know, against a team of Chelsea's quality, I actually think we did fairly well um, in terms of get, getting the ball forward, um, keeping the possession a lot more um, than last season, because last season the big bugbear was we just couldn't keep the ball, particularly under Benitez. Um, and so that was really um, pleasing to see.
1: Going on what Adam said, it's just it was just nice to have a game going on and, a, a, and therefore a result... Without the pressure of last year, and I think that's probably shown in the team as well. But not just us watching it, but the team seem from from I've seen you know extended highlights and whatever, um, and we seem to play with a, a, a more of a freedom, more of a um, kind of more of an idea in attacking sense of uh, or at least with the ball of, of what we are trying to do now. And and I think that the whole pressure alleviated from not being in a in a dogfight. I think could really make the whole thing more enjoyable, but that's just not not just for us, but f- for the players. It, that's how it's that's how it seemed, and we've now got a bit of space time where where it's not panicky yet um, to for for Lampard and his his coaching team to really work on these things. I, I, I yeah, I do. I just think it was just a, a performance of just more freedom, which is lovely for everybody,
3: isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'd agree there. I mean, like it, it, it still feels though, like you, you know, we could do some quick, quick results. Yeah. You know I mean, you, you don't want this becoming like, say we lose at Villa and then don't beat Forrest. Yeah. You know I mean, all of a sudden that, you know, that it's not taking much for the, for the press to, to sharpen the knives of Frank Lampard. So, yeah, you know I mean, it just we could do without sort of bringing that pressure on ourselves early doors and you're right. It's not critical. There's no, you know, it, 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 there's nothing like it. Um, there's no, yeah, but we shouldn't really be saying, "Oh, blimey, this this next game is a must-win sort of thing, yeah, anything like that at this stage," because you know we we've, we've seen what that what must-win we know what must-win looks like from last season, you know, and that certainly isn't it on the second or third game of the season. But yeah, we want to get going, don't we? You know what I mean, like um, I think going into the Villa game, we've got a manager there at Villa who's probably under a bit of pressure now. I mean, they looked at their th- first two games of. Bournemouth away and Everton at home and probably think, oh there's a couple of easy, easy wins perhaps. Yeah, you know I mean, and they've lost the first one. So um yeah, it's, you know, if you if you can get if you if you can get points there, then then fantastic. And then it, it makes Nottingham Forest look quite presentable at home, lose at Villa. It makes Forest feel a bit awkward all of a sudden, doesn't it? You know what I mean? So um yeah, big games coming up, I think, in a way. Uh, it'd be nice to sort of start the season about you know, a few games in already having that pressure on the manager and everyone's talking about in the press at least about the manager getting sacked and whatnot, you know what I mean? So uh yeah, um let's just hope we can yeah, crack on a bit, you know, and get get the win next week or um certainly not lose next week anyway and uh so hopefully see some of the new signings better then that'd be that'd be great to see wouldn't
0: it? Mm, definitely. It's a good point as well about Gerard because as as we've said, you know, the press really seemed to be after lampard, you know. Uh, favourite for the sack race but Gerrard's looking frazzled um, and the whole public spat with Taro Mings as well, it's definitely reminiscent of where we were at with Benitez and Luka last last season so um, I think it's a great time to play them on the back of a a really poor result for for them uh, at Bournemouth so hopefully we can take the positives from that Chelsea game which I think there were a lot despite a couple of really troublesome injuries uh that I'm sure we'll discuss. Um but lot, lot, lots to take from it and you know now Salomon's back up top. Um I'm sure we can <laughs> all breathe a bit easier. Uh, um it would it would be great wouldn't it to have at least the the kind of the rumblings of a striker or a forward player coming in. If not before the weekend, then as soon as possible. Um, Nathan Broadhead's left now as well, so that's another another <laughs> great white hope uh, down the drain. Um, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, there is there is a rumbling. I mean, I don't know how um, how reliable it is, but there was a, a report on Twitter that we're after a Coventry City striker uh, Victor Jirkaresh. I don't know how you pronounce it. He's Swedish. Um, I don't know much about him, but he's 24 years old. Um, so again, who knows whether there's anything in that? But I think, you know, if it goes to the wire, it goes to the wire. There's, I can't see. There's no way we're going. We're not going to sign a striker. But yes, to get one in sooner rather than later. Um, I mean, obviously, all joking aside, Rondon will provide something. He'll provide a focal point. I mean, he's shown. I mean, I. Couple of times when he played last season instead of Calvert Lewin, he actually looked, um, you know, some of his his sort of striking instincts are looked to me to be slightly better than Calvert Lewin's. Obviously, what he what he lacks is pace, um, uh, and you know, he's he's not he's not top quality. But to have something to have someone up there who can just hold the ball up, I think, would make a big difference. Um, but in terms of the next, the next couple of results, I mean, no one wants to lose three games on the bounce, um, and I'd be very surprised if we did. Actually, um, I think, as you say, there's there's there was a there's a freedom about the way that we played and the pressure. You know, the, the bar is low. I think the, the expectations are low. We're all coming into this thinking that if we escape relegation, then that's that's step one. Um, and so, from that perspective, um, I'm hoping there won't be um, you know too many panic stations if the results don't come. Um, but I think that um, just in general, most of the the fear about the way we play has, has has had so much to do with our weaknesses at the back and that kind of void in midfield. Um, you know, having one signing in into the midfield and you know two very good central defensive signings in Connor Cody and James Tarkowski which immediately improves us, if only for the fact that we have reliability back there now you know cuz poor Yerimina mina once again i mean it's it's it would be funny if it wasn't so tragic really it's amazing <laughs> how you can almost you know you can almost have a, a sweep over what minute he's going to get injured in um and i just yeah you just don't know whether you want to whether to laugh or cry um but but certainly um having those players in i think just just will inject more confidence and that freedom and that uh you know that that pressure will ease The more you feel like there are there are options there where before we didn't. I mean, where if your option is to bring in you know an Andre Gomez and have him playing in front of your back four, which I think as we've discussed many times on this podcast is really you know not the best uh, not the best scenario by any stretch of the imagination, then as I say, I think things are going to be immediately better um we're almost three weeks now since the address of gay (laughs) reports first emerged and he's still not signed uh i I, it seems like that's still one that's still going to get over the line um something about uh he's still negotiating severance pay or something with psg but i mean if he if he comes in and i think as we said last week he immediately starts but he is immediately the you know the mentor for onana and um he, he can bring him in and it's um that, that to me is exciting because i really like the look of this this Belgian kid um you know from a from a, a character standpoint he seems he seems like he's going to be a good fit you know he looks genuinely happy to be there um you know he's massive you know, he's, it's good there's lots of lots of things to look forward there i'm really looking forward to seeing him play
1: if you had Yeri Mina on a computer game you'd restart <laughs> wouldn't you you'd say this game is plugged you'd contact the gen the the software producers and you'd say right there's a problem here because i've got this center half then wherever he goes out he picks up a different injury um incredible (laughs) i I mean it's it's unreal I, i feel for him but i mean it's probably actually strangely cheaper to keep him now than it is to go and you know, look for a look for the replacement because he's only got a year left of his contract, isn't it? So we're kind yeah. of—it feels like we're kind of going to just keep him there for another year and just say, "Well, we'll see out the contract," because there's no point in trying to move you out and somebody else in, I guess. But mm-hmm. how many times have we said that? Uh, yes.
3: Can't move him now,
1: but um, but Connor Cody, I, I, I agree. Um, really good signing. Um, and I think he he is someone who is a specialist who can play in a back three. And I think that's it does take a bit of understanding that that role rather than being in a back. I, I think he can play in a back four, but I think he's played in the back three an awful lot at Wolves. And yes. and, 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 it, and it is you know a, a slightly nuanced position playing in a back three. And I think he yeah, I think he'll be a great signing. Um, but um, poor old Jerry. I mean, um, yeah. It's, um, it's just not going to happen, is it? We're going to see him at a, just before the World Cup and then he'll play one game and then he'll get fit over the World Cup and we'll say, right then, you know, all downhill and then something else will happen. But I, I, I like the signing of Cody. I really do like the signing of Cody. I think that's going to uh-huh. be a, a very... Well, the, and also the fact that it's a loan with an option to buy at his age. We may well be in a different position next year where we think, mm, OK, maybe we can go and find someone else for however many millions it is. But... Um, but no, I think that's a great bit of business. And actually, dare I say it, having having what we've said, ha- you know, having said what we've said before about the way that Everton's been run over the last five years and
3: whatever
2: else, I'm. Um,
1: c- c- can we can we can we whisper that this has been a
0: sensible window?
2: Hmm. Yes. Yeah, we can. Three weeks to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it time. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think the K- the Cody deal is is a, is a very smart one because he's got so much to play for. It's not just the uh, it's not just the England World Cup place that's been mentioned. Partly his reason for going, and obviously Wolves switching to um to a flat back four in that new system they're playing. But he's he's yeah he's, he's got his club career to play for. He will either perform well and we buy him or. He has to perform well, otherwise Wolves won't want him back, and he'll be looking for another move. So, giving him this kind of trial period works great. Whereas, if you look at past transfers in that position, someone like a Ashley Williams, who was a you know a focal point of his club at the back, and we spent around that money on him, and it, you know didn't turn out to be uh, the best piece of business, did it? So, this this gives us a chance to look at him, and as you as you say, and he's a. He's a specialist in that position, and he's he's he seems like a really good character. I know he's got his allegiances, um, but everything he said in his uh, interviews and everything I've seen from him in the past and the past him away communicates to other players is really promising. Um, same 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 with Anana in his interview. They seem like good communicators, um, leaders. Another thing we always mention that's something we miss: leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, but lead, leaders who, who can play as well. Cody doesn't miss many games of football, so reliable. O- almost um, none. <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost none and, 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 and ge- genuinely wants to play. He's, he was a part of the furniture at Wolves and could quite easily have mm-hmm. stayed there. I'm sure he would have got games, but he wants to challenge himself and wants to play football. So I think it's a great piece of business. And I think if we can um, get... Get into that system. Get comfortable with that back three system with Tarkovsky, with Cody, with someone else either side. I know we've we've just kind of lost two of the ideal candidates for that role, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can if we can get comfortable with that and have a focal point in the middle, whether it's Rondon for now or Calvert-Lewin in the future, someone else uh, potentially, um, we'll, we'll 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 create chances. We'll 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 get balls in the box because he's he's great at spraying the ball out wide to attacking. Attacking win backs, which again was another thing from Saturday that we saw with Patterson and Mikalenko. So, yeah, promising, promising business.
2: Yeah, having a back three specialist is is actually important from our perspective because our, as a team we've struggled with that formation. I mean, you know, a number of managers have tried it, um, just purely through the need. Lampard is 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 you know really persisting with it now because we haven't really had a holding midfielder to, to protect the, you know, protect the back four or the back five or or whatever to protect the defense. Um, But, you know, I I was going to make a a comment about the people getting hung up about, you know, Tarkovsky's age, Cody's age. I mean, the 29 central defenders, this is when they're coming into their prime. You know, this is, the outfield players tend to peak 28, 29 central defenders, you know, they can, they can hit their, their peak 31, 32. Um, And if you're thinking, you know, next season, um, and if we do elect to keep him and sign him on a permanent deal for whatever it was, the rumored, what is it, 12 million? Um, if you could ship out Michael Keane for the same amount or slightly more, I mean, you, they're both the same age. I would trade out, you know, a, 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 a less, um, a less reliable, less, um, less dominant centre half in Michael Keane and keep Connor Cody and, and have it more or less be a wash in terms of, you know, transfer fees, transfer outlays. I think that would be, um, you know, the way to go.
3: I think you've got players like for, we, we like or not, we need players for now, don't we? We need players who are, you know, yes, yes, yes. We want, we want, like, we just signed a good young up and coming player. It's important we got an eye on that as well. But we need players who are, you know, are going to be reliable, available to play now that are going to, Make that you know. Look, look at the defenders we have got now. Look at that you know, solid, a solid, dependable players we got across the back there. That's not a defence that's gonna that's gonna be in the bottom three. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, this season, I'm certain of that. Um, so yeah, and if, if, all we've been saying for so long, uh, well, all summer is. You know, we're very, very happy finishing between what, what were our predictions? of the week week 13 from fourteen. We're very, very happy with that. <laughs> so, like, I mean, and, yeah, certainly if, you'd say this defense will will get us there, and maybe and, and some, you know. So, um, yeah, no, no problem at all for me with the age. I think it's actually good. We need, yeah, you know, we need players who are you know experienced, know the Premier League, know what they're doing. Uh, I was hugely impressed with James Hawk Obviously, at the weekend, hugely impressed. Yep. I think he's the best centre back we've had since Phil Jagielka. Um, Connor Cody. Struck me at all? I don't know. I, I, I don't watch. Obviously, don't watch Wolves enough of a lot. But struck me. I'm, I'm assuming he's normally the centre of their back three at Wolves. I, I just, I just, I'm guessing as much just by the sort of leadership that he shows. So whether we can play either side, I, I, I think somebody will be leaving there uh, in in these next few weeks. Whether that be Michael Keane, whether that be Mason Holgate, because we've got—I um, was really impressed with the left back there. Um, Vanagre, is it the uh, the, the left Vinagre, back yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I thought he looked a really good player. And I'd be—I'd be, I'd be playing him most of the time because he's got—he's he's a very good attacking player. Mikalenko can slip him pretty well, I think. A left side centre back. Coleman can slip him pretty well. A right side centre back. So even with them two injuries, we're pretty stocked up. I think you know. I mean, if we could probably still afford to lose, if there's an offer for Keane or an offer for Holgate. I'd probably lose Keane over Holgate personally. I think Holgate's got that, um, more pace and, he, you know, he's he's been around a long time. I, li- I like them both, to be honest. But I think with Cody coming in, I would assume one's going out there still before the window closes, despite the injuries as well. I think that might that might well happen. We've got four there. Um, Centre backs, who are all the bait? is that right? And Holgate, Tarkovsky, Cody and Keane, let alone Coleman and Mikalenko. Um, so I think I think there's room to even despite the injuries, uh, given that injured players will come back at some point. Uh I think there's probably room if we need to make a bit of money back as well to sell one. And um yeah, I think probably Holgate Keen for what they particularly what they tried how much they tried last season, they probably deserve a little bit of better than just not being in the squad and kicking them around at the age one. They need to be playing, so they will be probably probably wanting to move as well. I would have thought if they're not gonna be involved, you know, and so I think it might be Maybe potential for one of them to go. We've got Blanford to come back from loan as well next summer. You know what I mean? So probably isn't moon for one of them. I think the way it is at the moment. So uh, I would be surprised if one of them left before the window closes. Um, but yeah, good, good signing, Cody. Can't, can't complain with that at all. Um, good leader in, for him and and obviously there. I were very, very good. And Coleman and a lot of leadership at the back there. And in pretty good hands, I would say.
1: Wasn't there a story at some point about Connor Cody being kept in the England squad for the Euros? Because of the way he was with everybody else, basically, you know, mm. because he because he was, uh, a, a, Southgate saw him as a as a really important member of the group, even though he's hardly played any minutes. And I think that says an awful lot about him, you know. So um, yeah, that that can only be a good thing. Only be a good thing. Yeah. yeah, I've
3: always said, I've always said with Cody, the, I've always wondered why, why is he in the squad? He never plays. You know, what I mean, like uh, for England, like you, you, might as well give an opportunity to a young, often common player. But yeah, as you say, Andy, that's um, yeah. If it is just you know purely because of that, it could, because of how the report he has of everybody else, and yeah, you know, if he sees that as a sort of contribution then he feels well, I can if if I do have an injury crisis, I can, I can depend on Connor. Then that's probably why I suppose. Um, so yeah, I guess that's probably the long and short of it.
0: There's a video I saw to, to doing um of I think it's when he returned to pre-season training with Wolves, and it, it's it's really good actually. He's, he's like Norman Cheers, just everyone's talking to him, everyone's coming up to him,
2: <laughs> everyone
0: just wants to collar him and sort of have have a, have a chat with Connor Cody, and it it does. He seems like a really likable um likable guy, um and he's 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 already making those noises about about making noise which I think is something we need it's something we need if we are playing that kind of system um, bringing Tarkovsky in as well who again seems like someone who can talk talk, talk a defence out um, is really important it's one of the big shames I'd say from Saturday with losing Godfrey is that I think there is a player in Godfrey we've just he's not really had a chance to kind of be part of a settled defence he, he looked far more settled when he was shunted out on my left in at Ancelotti side, uh, probably because he could allow to be a bit more cavalier and buccaneer and down that side and do what he does with his strength and pace. I think it's a, it's a shame we're not seeing him alongside Tarkovsky and Cody, who would probably calm him down a little bit and kind of talk him through the game because he's still he's still still very young. I mean,
2: mm-hmm. Holgate
0: and Keane yeah. are, are still pretty young when you compare it to centre-halves we would had in the past, you know. Weir and Stubbs, you know, golf, you know, like really, you know, um, kind of. Kirby said, you know, he's a young upstart in comparison. So, I think that 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 is a, a pity. I think it would have been nice to see Godfrey have a a more settled kind of defence around him. But, um, but as, as you say, Paul, we, we are well stocked in that area. We can we can afford to maybe drop um, the likes of Mikalenko in there if if we're playing a side where. We want to go at them a bit more, and we've got Vinagre, who can, it, it does seem to offer that attacking threat, and we can throw a bit of caution to the wind. Then, yeah, absolutely, bringing Mikalenko in that side makes a lot of sense. Um, it's it's just nice to have options again, rather than worrying who's who's going to be there uh, in in that part of the pitch, even with two injuries. So, <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: yeah, absolutely. And the captain thing is 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 nice because we, you know under Cumin we, we complained that we'd signed a bunch of captains um, mm-hmm. who were actual who were actually captains of their team, but none of them really displayed much leadership on the field. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I think we actually have true, genuine leaders, um, you know, and and former captains of their side. So that's that's really good. Uh, and just going back to um, the potential for one of Holgate or Keane leaving, that thought actually crossed my mind. But I wondered if. They might wait till Godfrey's fit by perhaps the January transfer window. And then maybe, um, you know, maybe there's there's some kind of movement on that front. Or, you know, next summer when perhaps, you know, one of the one of the promoted teams or, you know, another side is sort of looking for center half um, might have a look at one of those two. But um, Lampard really seems to like Mason Holgate. And Mason Holgate seems to like playing under Lampard. I mean, I think he's mm. been, this is, he's playing the most consistent football um, since he's joined us. Uh, this 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 uh, this this year since Lampard's come in. Um, so yeah, it's it's amazing how certain players respond to certain managers because, you know he's always had that that sort of air of a bit of a swagger bordering on arrogance, and perhaps you know that wasn't something that 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 sort of jived very well with someone like Benitez. um, but maybe Lampard has a a better sort of handle on that. So um yeah, it's it's very encouraging from the descent, defensive point of view. Um, obviously, if we get Garner across the line, then it's very encouraging from the midfield point of view. And then, as, this, as we've said, we just need we just need a striker. I mean, I would really like to see us sign a centre forward and another forward or a Charlison replacement and, um, you know, a third striker, a third actual centre forward. Whether I get that or not, I don't know. But I, it's encouraging that um, that uh, obviously there was a report today from Paul Joyce Who's saying that we've we've satisfied with the Premier League? They're satisfied with our standing vis-à-vis, um, you know, their profitability and sustainability rules. So, you know, and the fact that we're getting some of these commercial deals across the line now, um, you know, sleep sponsors and 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 you know renewing the Devante Tower the um, tires uh, partnership, you know, maybe there is a bit more bit more cash to sort of you know spread around before they before the deadline. It'd certainly be nice to see you know a couple of forward players come in.
1: The guy from Coventry it sounds like he would be the project, if you see what I mean. Yes, he, he feels like if you are going to pick a striker who scored seventeen goals in the Championship, that maybe that wouldn't be your your um, your, your major card in that department. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he screams me to me as like a you know a, a backup or even a backup to Rondon potentially. Um, but but I, 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 for for me, we we would. I mean, with, with Dominic's injury, I'm not quite sure. With his fitness in general, I don't know whether they might think. Well, if we, you know, who who knows what we've got to spend? But are we going to get a proper striker? You know, a, a proper established number nine somewhere else, but whether it be in a foreign league, um, because it feels like that's what we might need this 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 year with with, with Dominic's fitness being so. Up, well, so up in the air. I mean, he hasn't been fit for what
2: a year, practically. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's almost eighteen year. months, isn't
1: it? Oh, well, no, no yeah. it, a, it is a year because he played the first three games last season, didn't he? So
2: yeah, with a broken toe or whatever toe yeah. issue he had,
1: so he may not have. He may not been fully fit for, for eighteen months. And yeah. yeah, Um I don't know whether we can always think, oh well, Calvin Lewin will be back in X amount of weeks. But it's a bit like saying Yerry yeah, mean's is going to be back in four weeks. You, you you just don't you don't know and. It is the missing piece of the jigsaw. So if they, uh, I, I hope they, with all respect to Calvert Lewin, I hope if we've got a chance to go big, we go big on in that department.
2: Yeah, we have to look at the evidence, don't you? And the evidence is that Calvert Lewin will not be fit. And you know, the longer it goes on, the more it's a it's a it's a hope he can be fit, and we have to make contingencies. So if we get someone like I know Brogier in on loan, and we sign someone like Emmanuel Dennis, then I think. But if, if that happens, I think then we can look back and this would be um, fantastic piece of business, pieces of business in, in in aggregate by the club and certainly evidence that lessons are being learned and whether it's by, whether it's because it's, you know, enforced in austerity, we've had to do it. Um, I don't really care how the decision was made or how the realization was come to, but the fact that we're now um, really doing pragmatic um you know, solid business. Uh, I th- it's put us on a really, really good footing. I think.
0: Mm. I think a lot of that obviously depends on who who we can move out, um, because those bigger players. But we might be after, say, saying a, a Dennis, um, are going to want bigger wages, and we've got the likes of Gomez still on big money. We've got the likes of Alan, who even even if we don't bring in a dresser he doesn't necessarily fit into. Uh, either the way we're going to play, or certainly um, into the first eleven. If you're bringing in the likes of Anana, um, and we've already got Decoray, um, it will be playing well as well in the middle. Uh, there's it's suddenly a, a crowded area, so if we can move move on those those kinds of fringe players who are on big money, then yeah, I think there that, there that, that probably is a possibility to do something. But yeah, if not, if, if if one of those is still hanging around, then yeah, we might be reliant on. On loans, or as you say, Andy, kind of buying buying promise rather than kind of something for the now. Um, we'll just have to see, won't we?
3: Yeah, I still think I think closure will happen. Um, just it just seems like it's not doesn't seem to be going away that story, and it doesn't seem like from West Ham wearing for them went they then decided to turn their attentions elsewhere. I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's, low, there's like a ton of clubs in for them, and particularly with Dominic's injury. Um, for one thing, you might have thought you might have thought of getting Boja in would have been well, will he play? Because we play one up top, and that would be Dominic. But there's a, he's certainly going to get a, a run of games at least. You know what I mean? Up until arguably close enough to the World Cup, really. You know what I mean? So it, there's a, there's a fair chunk of, chunk of games coming up which Dominic won't be available for. So yeah, I could I could see that one getting over the line, whether that's just a loan or yeah, you know, staggered payment like we've done with some of the other ones, or something like that. I don't know. I could I could see that happening, Virgil. Um, it seems like you know it's, it's someone who knows the Premier League. looks a handy player, and he's certainly you know good good competition for Dominic. And if it is right and that Dominic's not going to be available, or like his, his injury record is going to continue to be patchy, then. Um, it seems like a pretty good you know, replacement, whether that be on loan or whether that you know be a be a, a permanent thing. So it seems like someone who can who can challenge in a couple of different ways. So someone him or someone like that would uh, would certainly is, is certainly what we need, I think. And um, yeah, I think that'll happen somehow, just cause, just purely because it won't go away. Mm.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. and you got like a well, they just they, they, they just let go one on loan and then one permanent. vernon has gone permanently, hasn't he? And they loan loan back Lukaku, yeah, I mean, it's a very expensive strikers to be able to sort of just let go there? So I don't think you know that Chelsea will just happily blow over the odds on another one. I'm sure before the window shuts, if they need to, would be surprised if Chelsea they got that financial power somehow because it disinfuriates me of it that, that they can just go and spend all this money because. It wasn't that long ago. They were like, "Oh, all the all, you know, they had all their assets are frozen. They couldn't spend any money. They couldn't even afford to stay overnight at hotels and all that because of all these uh, sanctions that come in." And then it's just something mm-hmm. I just don't like about it. Where all of a sudden they get new new owners, and all of a sudden they got they got a fifty million quid left left back, and they can get by a sixty million quid backup left back, and we're having to sort of scramble around of all these like you know, what I mean? it's it just doesn't sit right with me all that. But um, yeah, I'm sure that yeah, Chelsea Chelsea would go and sign a player if they need to no doubt And did, did they think Chelsea probably don't? I don't. I doubt that they think Prozor is good enough to take you know to challenge in the Champions League and challenge at the top of the league. He's a good player for someone like us, probably. Is he a yeah. good player for, you know, for a team that really wants to challenge at the top? Maybe one day. Probably not now. You know what I mean? So I think it's something they need. You know that they they they're probably shooting a bit higher than that with Prozor. But yeah, I suppose if it gets to sort of sort of deadline that they haven't got that person over the line, then you know, that could be what's holding them maybe the thing up. They were like, well, we're not. We can't get rid of him until we get somebody else on ourselves. So. Um, See how that goes, but yeah, it's got a feeling that one will happen. Um you mentioned sorry, and their uh, captains before and that just uh, mm-hmm. it just uh yeah, so went off of my head. What did you think? Uh did did, did uh, Jordan Pickford's pretty dreadful performance, let's be fair, on on Saturday, you think that had anything to do with having the captains on band, or do we just put that down to one of them? Jordan games, which happens every so often, and hopefully it gets better. And, and who should be, who, who would be the captain on the pitch? Yeah, obviously, Coleman's normally the captain. You don't expect he's going to be starting loads of games. Mm. He's injured anyway. So Jordan be retaining that armband. I mean, mean has been captain once or twice. So obviously, he won't be captain either. Can you give it to a Cody or give it to a Tarkov? Oh, probably not give it to Cody. He's only on loan. But can you give it to a Tarkov? obviously that soon. Who would be the captain? <laughs> a bit of a dilemma because uh, I, I don't know if Jordan needs that responsibility. um not on Saturdays uh not on Saturday's um performance anyway
2: he's yeah he's been actually he's been a, a little suspect throughout preseason as well um mm. Jordan Pickford which is a shame because he's been you know for the best part of 18 months so consistent now I personally I'd give it to Tarkovsky you know I mean if Seamus is if shame yeah I mean you know Seamus will can keep the club captain um, and given that it's you know it's I would think that Nathan Patterson Patterson is going to be the first choice now on that right side. Um, who knows whether Seamus is going to come into the into a back three as as you were mentioning earlier. Um, but if, if if the case is that Coleman's going to be playing less, then I would give it to to Tarkovsky. You know on that on the basis that as you say Cody's here on loan. Um, but it, it's nice that it's almost. You know, it's almost academic, really. uh, Which of those players actually has the armband? Um, And I've, I kind of agree that 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 the captain should be an outfield player. I know it doesn't have to be, but I, for some reason, I just feel that it's easier.
3: Yeah, I think communication-wise, right? Just, you are know, you're, you're, you're in there to the ref all the time. and
2: Yeah, know, getting you know, in, in the ref's space. <laughs> yeah,
3: just just for that reason alone, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah I just don't know if it affected his performance. Or not. Obviously, I'm speculating, so I really don't know. But, um, yeah, uh, just I don't know if that's a bit of an issue. And you, you don't want this captain always wants to be something that's chucked around a lot, you know, someone's going to be playing every game. No, true, you assume, true. You assume Tarkovsky would be. So, uh, yeah, yeah, just just struck me. I don't know if if that just affected his performance because it was pretty poor, I've got to say. I
1: think think Jordan Pickford strikes me as, and I I don't know, at least the outside looking in, is somebody who on a match day in those 90-odd minutes doesn't need anything else to concentrate on. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah,
1: He's become a very consistent player over the last two years, um, but he's had to by all accounts really work on his his kind of concentration and the kind of psychological aspect of the game um and we all know that he can be a cat on a hot tin roof if he wants to be involved in a game that he doesn't have to go and get involved in um and I just don't know whether the captaincy would give him something else to think about and other reasons to be involved in the game um he doesn't strike... I mean, he's obviously popular within the group. He's obviously vastly experienced, both at international level now and at club level. But he doesn't strike me as a natural captain. Um, a captain would be a leveller for me, rather than somebody who um, is of Jordan's character on the pitch. Um, I, I'd go with Lyndon. I, 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 I'd say James Tarkovsky all day for me. I, 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 I know Frank Lampard did. He dropped an interesting line in a press conference didn't he? that... He, that he didn't think Tarkovsky needed the armband, that he was going to do it anyway. But hmm. to f- for sake of argument, <laughs> if, 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 he's, if he, what he's saying is he's a natural captain anyway, whether he's got the armband or not, well, let's take that responsibility away from everybody else. They can concentrate on what they're doing and he concentrates on what he's good at, you know.
2: Yeah, could have been diplomatic.
3: Yeah, if the armband's a detriment to a player rather than, yeah, I mean, if you can get more of a player by giving them the armband, then great. I don't think you're getting that with Pickford, are you in a <laughs> certain role? Well, I don't know. Maybe, look, I don't want either one to do it after one game, but yeah, from that evidence. Anyway, don't forget, uh, don't forget Hope anyway. But yeah, sorry to interject with that. I just wanted to mention that as it, as it was in my head because I, I was bound to forget it.
2: Yeah, no, there could be something to it. Could be something to it, you know. It's, uh, I think, Andy, Andy, you you pretty much nailed it. That you know, giving him uh, just as little to focus on as possible um, is probably the right way to go.
0: It, it again, it's it's nice that there's a choice. It's nice that there's uh, there's a couple of candidates where I don't think everyone would be up in arms if it was given to Tarkovsky. Likewise, if if it stayed with Coleman, um, Cody as a captain who's on loan would be strange, but. I guess, based on past experience and all we spoke about before his positive attributes, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, and again, Anana, purely based on, uh, I've got to say, a couple of YouTube highlight clips, uh, but also his his early interviews seems really level-headed. Obviously not a captain for now, but someone who is clearly very confident, um, not in a kind of brash way, just a sort of humble, but sure of himself way that I I hope to see translated the way he plays and the way he kind of picks a ball up and moves forward with it, drives from midfield, which I think is something we we really need. Um, I think these two signings address that worry that Lampard's probably had about how he plays that system, but how he moves us up the pitch to do it. Um, it's great if you can go long and hit Calvert Lewin. If Calvert Lewin's not there, what do you do? So if you've got someone in the middle who can turn on the ball and drive, excellent. If you've got someone like Connor Cody who can pick a ball out wide and and find a man, great. So um, the, the the captain side is it's it, it's there, but I wouldn't say it's our our, our biggest worry. I think our our biggest uh, our biggest worry is is yeah fixing the, the issue of a Chelsea performance, which is putting the ball in the back of the net and hopefully we'll address that. And I think against sides who aren't as strong as Chelsea, because um, you know there are a couple of couple of moments there, whoever likes the Thiago Silva, um, you know, putting a putting a good last 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 ditch tackle tackle a couple of times. Um but I think against against I like Villa who looked pretty porous and not not great on set pieces against Bournemouth it has to be said. Um, I think against sides like that, we we should have more joy. So I'm I'm feeling confident whoever's uh, whoever's a captain, unless it was like Gomez, that'd be a nightmare. <laughs>
1: I think what we, what we've all been saying about these reliable souls that are coming in and what that means and, and how that leaves us kind of feeling a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more you know relaxed about the whole thing. It's also exciting for what those reliable steady heads do for the the players in the squad that are the opposite. So I was delighted to see Patterson start on, on Saturday and play well. you know you've got a young a fullback on the other side Orvin Agra, whichever way they go. It's exciting that those kind of established players that know what they're doing um, they give the freedom to the likes of those two fullbacks Gordon, whoever plays on the other flank, McNeil, maybe Onana now when he comes into the team. You know, if if you can get the steady heads right, it gives the lads who aren't, you know, are the opposite, who we want to be trying things to be creative and have a bit of flair about them. It gives them that license to go and do it, doesn't it? Um, and so that's where your balance comes from. And I, I think I was more excited about Nathan Patterson than anybody else, else over the weekend because I desperately wanted him to play. I said that last mm-hmm. week on the pod. Yes, I didn't want them yeah. just to revert to a woe because it was safer. I wanted mm-hmm. them to say no, go and make the mistakes, Patterson. We need you to, we need you to make the mistakes and get on with it. And I thought he was great. And um, and and I, I think that's the, one of the there's there's two plus points. there for you, you get your steady heads so that you that, that know what they're doing in the centre of the pitch, and then you get the other young things able to do what they do best, and without having to be this kind of half and half. Thing that we saw Anthony Gordon last year, who played very, very well, but then had quite a lot of responsibility and was also often caught between, you know, a rock and a hard place in terms of how he, how he presented himself on the pitch. I, I think it's great. And um, it feels like the jigsaw's kind of coming together a little bit. And, and, you, and you need both, don't you? So that's what's exciting for me over the weekend. You know, the fact that, that players like Patterson, A, played and B, were able to play their own game.
2: Yeah, spot on.
3: Mistakes would be less costly. Uh, You know, if if he makes mistakes there, well, it's less likely to be costly with the the experience he got at the back there. They can look after him a bit more. Um, Yeah, he he needs to run the games, that lad, um, which which hopefully he gets now. He'll certainly play a couple of games, I'm sure, before Coleman's fully back. But, um, you know, I think Coleman surely ain't going to be like this, like buccaneering right wing back now anyhow, is he? I mean, surely that's not really... He's not going to be expected to play right wing back much. I mean, if we, if we go back to a four, then he could play right back a little bit, maybe. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the way. I think any, I think Colin will only really be inside inside four, but most of the time now. And I think if we do want to pull Patterson out of that position, it'll probably be a Wobi, I think, instead. Um, so um, yeah, I think he'll get a nice run of games now. Um, I hope so. You can see woby fitting into that midfield nicely alongside when Gay when he comes. Um, Anuna, Anana, um so yeah and Decore yeah I mean it's players there who can all contribute quite nicely complement each other in the midfield there. Um, and yeah I want pat to have a good run of games there and um, I think you'll he, he, become a good player given games I'm pretty sure a few moments against uh, Chelsea a little bit rash diving into things a little bit here and there but you'll expect that with a young player making his Premier League debut and yeah um, going forward I was really encouraged and I think with more more games more experience he'll, he'll become a really good asset Especially if he's got a striker to aim for in the middle, actually, which will uh, obviously be important. So yeah, I agree. I want him to play loads of games now.
2: I think he should play. I think he should be first choice. I think as long as we're not, um, you know, things things don't fall apart and we're not plunged into a crisis again, I think give him this season to make his mistakes, to learn. Um, because I was really excited about him going forward, his attacking instincts. Um, you know, he's got some great first touch, first touch layoffs, um, always looking to get forward, which, you know, is something that we really, really need. Um, yeah, I agree that he and, and McNeil looked, um, a little suspect defensively as a pairing, um, particularly against, you know, someone like Raheem Sterling, but that will come, it will come an experience. You know, he's, as you say, he's a really young lad, but, um, I was hugely encouraged, um, by what I saw, um, you know, it's it's just, it's what you want. You, you If you, you pay that much money for a promising young fullback, um you want him to play and, you know, and learn on the job. And, and as I say, with, with expectations lower this season, again, as long as, long as we're not uh, really in the mire, just let him play.
3: Definitely. Uh, you mentioned Raheem Sterling there. I was so frustrated with that dive that uh, in the lead up to the goal. I mean, there's a little bit of a... Uh... A little bit of time between the dive and the actual penalty given. There was a fair bit of chunk of time, with and I'm I'm loath to criticise players for diving because they all bloody do it. Like nearly every single one. Mm-hmm. Of. We've got plenty of players to do as well. But I just really wished there was more of like a, a clamping down on these like on, on on this serial offenders for diving. It just seems to be like no like way of punishment whatsoever. You know what I mean? And and then I was, I, it's just to segue on onto something else. So I saw like the the penalty just because it's a bugbear of mine. The penalty Mitrovic got against Liverpool. Um, what was the difference in that and the the one Gordon didn't? Gordon got booked for diving for in the derby last season. It's kind of the same thing. It's as as I could tell. It's just like um, just had to get that out. <laughs> it's just a, consistency.
2: Yeah, consistency. yeah I mean, it, yeah. it comes back to the officials, doesn't it? Because you know there are instances where um, a player will almost naturally just kind of go to ground. Um, almost instinctively see what they can like chance their arms, see if they can maybe get a free kick, you know, even though they've gone down of their own under their own momentum or whatever. And then, and then it's up to the referee to say, no, it's, it's not, you know, it's not a free kick. And that in that instance, I mean, it was ridiculous by the time who was it, who tackled him, who, whoever had got their Tarkovsky. foot in, he was already on the floor, almost on the floor. Um. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's up to the officials to, to at least be consistent, which, as I think we all know is asking for the earth. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just when the got a like, VAR in the game though, it's sure it's easy enough to just go, hang oh, on, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's died. he's dived there, by the way, but he's yeah, you know, he you should be booking him but, you know what I mean not you know, it's just, where do you draw the line, I suppose. Just think there's gotta be a better way because you see like so many young players now just diving all the time. And as you say, you think, well, why? Why wouldn't you? Because yeah, you know, you're not going to mm-hmm. get booked most of the time. You might win, so you know what I mean. You're not, you know, you're not really highlighted for it because everyone's doing it. And I, I just don't quite understand why there's not some sort of initiative to. So, so, I guess last time there was an initiative to do something about it, we got a player suspended for three few games, didn't we? And then pretty much nobody else did. Yeah, I mean, so, in uh, Umani asked, so um
0: I was just going to yeah. say, don't, don't wish for an initiative, because it'll be Gordon <laughs> straight away. And, and, yeah, and it'll, it'll be, be that yeah. one, one time. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> Yeah. Let's forget about that.
1: <laughs> but, but You're right, especially in that moment. The game had stopped anyway, because the ref gave a free kick. So yeah. if, the, if the game has stopped um, and it's obvious from the first replay, which is turned around so quickly now, within mm-hmm. two seconds, you see the first replay. If it's obvious that there's there's no contact whatsoever, surely that is um, an error, you know, uh, uh, whatever the phrase is for VAR. Clear and obvious
2: error. Clear yeah. and obvious.
1: Thank you. Um, that, that's a clear and obvious error and it affects the game because you give a free kick in one direction or a free kick in the other direction I mean you yeah, know anyway I mean
2: they but they don't check for those though do they I mean they have very specific that they check for and perhaps they should
1: it, this is my problem this is my problem with any interference into football whatsoever how far back do you want to go because mm-hmm. you'd argue that that incident led to a penalty which led to a goal well you know if you give a throw in the wrong way on the halfway line if it's thrown in and someone scores you think well hang on the throw in was wrong so i mean yeah how far back do you want to go and that's my been my problem with this all along
2: or the ball was a yard over the goal line yeah
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah
3: well that's it why 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 wasn't that play stopped that was ridiculous wasn't it for ben uh, for ben goffrey's injury i mean yeah yeah, uh, yeah anyone could see that was right. that was I don't know what the hell Pickford was doing um but and anyway um that ball was way out of play i mean come on and and we said that loads of times i mean when we see seen the players way offside and they make they make him play on and get to the ball mm-hmm. and players go cheeks and and then they blow up after all that time and you say that's gonna cause an injury sometime this and there we go we had it and you know it's a you know a, yeah. ba- a pretty bad leg break and which really why the play just wasn't stopped because it was you know that just be a dead ball and then to <laughs> be ended up facing the corner anyway. After all, like as Ben Ben came came rushing back to get the ball out, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, literally caused an injury by uh, by um by not pull, by not pulling it up on the balls clearly clearly out of play. So yeah, well, well,
1: um... you wonder in that instance why the, the goal line technology just can't be extended across the whole goal line. Yeah, yeah. The ref yeah. gets a, the ref gets a buzz. It's out.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it'll come I'm sure it'll come because I mean don't they have the sensors within the posts perhaps but now they've got this sensor that's right in the middle of the ball which is supposed to help with the, the semi-automatic offsides that they're going to be trialling at the World Cup so I think it's coming just mm. not soon enough
1: well, we'll, we'll probably fall foul of that at some stage then <laughs> yes exactly <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, just before uh, we get on to the question, uh, Aston Villa away. Assuming we have no more incomings this week, uh, who starts, particularly in midfield? Ooh,
3: yeah. Assuming Gay doesn't arrive? Or does yes. it and gaze... Yeah. Okay. No,
2: this is assuming he doesn't. Let's hope he does, but let's assume he doesn't. Yeah, fair.
3: Fair enough. We've been assuming he was coming for three weeks yeah, now. Well, we? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> were we saying last week? You, we were saying, "Oh yeah, let's get him in. Let's start him on yeah. air. <laughs> <Like> a... <Yeah. laughs> So let's not do that this week.
1: <laughs> oh, I suppose this all centres around whether you start Anana, doesn't it? Mm.
2: Yeah that that's where I, that's where I was going.
1: Does anybody think you should start?
2: Well, uh, I mean, I do. Yeah. I, yes, I think, I think, I, I mean, I would start him, you know, just because it is such a void in there. I and mean, I was looking at the, you know, the, 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 prospects of before the Chelsea game and thinking, who on earth is going to play in there? I, I, honestly, I thought Awobi was excellent, but I want Awobi further forward. I want Iwobi mm-hmm. pulling strings in the, in the, up front. I don't want in the foot, in the final third, I don't want him having to rely on his defensive responsibilities. Um, and so I would, yeah, I would, I would put uh, Anana in and, um, you know, but but I suspect that we'll at least see him off the bench. The thing is, we're saying a will be further forward. Is where?
0: Yeah,
1: because he's not behind, going to the, wide. behind
2: the forward, behind the striker or strikers. Or yeah, I don't think I think he's wasted out wide. I think based on that performance, um, and he just really is maturing into you know a proper creative, you know, playmaker now.
0: This is the issue if five at the back, though, isn't it? Because you lose. That yeah. extra kind of number mm-hmm. ten role in the yeah. middle, unless unless it's a false nine, the falsest yeah. false nine. Um, but yeah, I, I I agree that Iwobi doesn't necessarily deserve to drop out. But in terms of the system, we play away from home. Um, I mean, Anana, if he if he can sort of live up to the uh, potential that he's shown, and obviously stature in the middle, he just looks. You know, he looks frightening. I don't know if you've seen the footage of him walking into the gym with Tom Davis, but it's it's a real, yeah. a real kind of yeah, passing of a baton. Though it's uh, yeah, um, he, he 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 would. I I wouldn't want to play against him. Um, you know, I mean, I wouldn't want to play against Andre Gomez. That's not by the by. But I think I think if if he can sort of settle in in this next couple of days, I think it it would be great to see him start. Um, but I'd also understand if he came off a bench. I think if you are going to play a yeah, do you end up shutting him out wide which we we know from experience it's not his best position but you don't necessarily want to drop him Um, nice decisions to have Um, I think if anyone drops out of that kind of front three to make room for Rondon probably McNeil um, I think, I think Gordon probably starts and yeah, I, 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 even that's tricky. Even Matt's tricky. And, and that's if, that's if Rondon plays as well. Um, you, you'd think so away from home, uh, cause it, it, it was something we really missed in oh, that nice. Chelsea game, but it's, yeah, there's, there's options. Uh, there. does, does, De, does Decoray drop out for the likes of Nana and you stick with someone like Owobi? Um, doesn't in play? No, he doesn't. Um <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'd probably play him. Um yeah, you'd probably play him with the Corey and I guess you make you, you make a decision on yeah, Mac and Demarby Gray didn't really pull up any trees I didn't think on um, on Saturday. Maybe you give McNeil another go and you you play um you give a woby You know you know what you're gonna get from woby Um yeah, it's it's funny we've got options all of a sudden, isn't it? Um yep, Yeah, nice ones. Yeah, but mm. but that, yeah, I yeah, I'd, I'd be having them in there, definitely. Uh an honor. Um probably alongside the core, eh? yeah, I yeah, how they configure that between a uh, we'll be and the others, I'm not too sure, but yeah, that I'd be starting them. Um <laughs> we need some of that. Definitely I agree with you, Lyndon, that you want um a we'll further up the pitch for sure. I was... Yeah, it's a bit frustrated at times in that second half when he was doing he was doing some great stuff for Wobie, Um But just for great, we need we need you further forward. It's not his mm-hmm. fault. Um, maybe it was an opportunity because when we made that third sub, could be then a ball on maybe, I don't know, Alan was on the bench. You know, could could he could, or is he just making up numbers on the bench? I've got no, no idea if he's fit or wanted. I'm not too sure what's going on with Alan. But he, um, yeah, getting him on there and getting Woby further forward somehow, something like that might have been better. I, I don't know, but... Um, yeah, definitely get definitely want to see on honour. If you sign a player of this caliber, it was um I think you're all excited to see him and swing like comparisons of Malawan Fellaini a little bit and I yeah you
2: know,
3: mm-hmm. signed him, but yeah, you know, same same age, six foot five, you know, he's big go 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 gadget legs. But I remember them um, he needed a good few games, Malawan, didn't he, before he got going. Yeah, I mean it was a fair, you know, he was it, it, and, and we've got to probably expect the same thing going on, but as we said, with um, Patterson, the only way you'll get there is with games. Um, and I think we've just got to let him... Let him get, it'd be better when be Gay's there. It'd be easier for them. If Gay's there at some point, uh, it'd be easier for them,
2: yeah.
3: I think. Um, but, yeah, it's, let's, let's let him get a taste of it and uh, let's get him involved. I think it's the, the best we can do, really, at the moment. Well,
1: we'll learn a lot about Frank
3: Lampard, I think,
1: in these next few games. With exactly how he's approaching this now, because I think we all appreciate by the end of last season he was in a firefight and he had to do what he had to do. Now we've talked about that kind of space that we've got, a little bit of freedom to try things again, which he started to at the beginning of his reign, and then it was all kind of reeled back in when it, when we were quick, quickly going downhill. Will he say no? Patterson's going to play at fullback, whatever the whatever the, the opposition. Onana's going to play in the middle, whatever the opposition. Um, we're going to put McNeil in because he's a big signing for us and he's young and we want him to learn and whatever else, whatever the opposition, and just go and see what happens for a few weeks. And if that means a few a few bad results as everybody gets going, or is he going to say, oh, I'm still wary about what happened last year. I'm still feel we need a few points. No, it's going to be a Wobi and Decore again. We might even think about a Wobi at right fullback if if we, if you know, I don't know. Um it will be very interesting. And I think we'll learn a lot about how he's approaching this stage of the season, this, this, this period. Um, Cause he could just chuck them all in, couldn't he? And say, no, I want all these younger ones to play now, regardless. And we're going to build a team around them. Or he could, he or last year could have still, could still be frightening him.
2: Yeah. I mean, that, that's how he was at Derby. And that's how he was at Chelsea. You know, he seems to mm-hmm. really um, have a, put his faith in youth. Um, which is you know, which is great. That's how you build you build teams for the future.
0: But then he's also just signed two twenty nine year old centre backs and a potentially a thirty two year old centre midfielder in gay as well. So it's a nice balance. Um mm-hmm. if you can if you can if you can kind of make that work. I guess the other thing as well, if we're watching him kind of make his stamp, we we could see more of that because of the amount of subs. We're talking about all these different options, but Bringing on the likes of Owobi with 20 minutes to go in a game that's either level or a game that we're chasing um, is a much better option to have than what we saw last year, where we were, you know, really getting blood from the stone from some players. You know, really mm-hmm. having to force them, force them through the mill. So I think, um, I think, I think having those options and maybe that's part of the reasoning behind, um, you know, strengthening that central midfield area to this extent, which we knew we all needed, but even I'm quite surprised that this much of a budget is going into that area when you know the four positions are where we're really depleted, having lost Richardson now Calvert loon as well to injury. Um I think that maybe shows some of his thinking. Maybe his experience as a central midfielder himself that he's he's thinking if I can if I can get legs in there and switch it around with those subs, that could that could, you know, serve us well in the future. Um so yeah. It's exciting to have options, isn't
2: it? It is, yeah. And financially, the the way that they've managed to structure the you know, Onana deal, I mean, I think it's less than 10 million down up front, mm. which is fantastic. You know, Leela are, are not averse to you know, structuring deals over the lifespan of a, of a contract, you know, which is good. And then, um, you know, if, if it's just a gay cost, I think there was a rumour it's going to be 10 million euros. That, I'm sure, would be, you know, staggered as well. So it, they, they, they really do seem to be massaging the budget and wringing and, and as much out of it as they can. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how much is left for, as you say, some pretty key <laughs> positions that we still, at least one that we need to we need to fill. All right. So move on to the, the question, which this week in the vein of our two uh, new central defensive signings is, who is your favorite centre-back of all time. I assume we're, we're talking Everton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> my Mine might be a little bit, I don't know. I don't think anybody else will have this one. That's the kind of feeling I get. This is, and this one's summed up by how old I was when he came into the team, the kind of magic around that time, um, the fact that he was homegrown, the fact he took penalties, which I thought was unbelievable for a centre half. Um, my favourite centre half is David Unsworth. Um, I was, when we won the cup, I was 13 and obviously just broken into that team. And it was when I really started to, you know, make teams in my head and, and, and really start to know about the players and whatever else. And I, yeah, I was just completely and utterly struck by somebody who was, you know, um, young and fresh and um, and obviously loved the club and whatever else. And I remember I got Unsworth 26 on my my shirt that year. And I also remember at school um, in a subject I didn't like much was um, sewing or whatever you used to call it. Um,
2: we we had make make, economics.
1: That's the one. <laughs> um, I had to make a cushion. We had to make a cushion, like a little cushion cover. And so mine was a, an away Everton shirt. Do you remember the white one with the kind of black... Um, was it they weren't they weren't zigzags were they zigzags like a tire tread a, yeah, design yeah. wasn't yeah. it tire, tire tread yes <laughs> 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 that's, that's the one um, it had <laughs> unsworth 26 and i remember i remember putting so much effort into this that my home economics teacher could not believe the, um, the, the 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 level of my um my my work during that term so for that reason alone um, uh, i'm going to pick david unsworth
2: Mm, interesting choice. I mean, yeah, you had Unsworth 26 Is a lot better than the Billich 28 that I had <laughs> on my back <laughs> at one point. He, he or, is not my favourite Everton set half. Right. <laughs> We've got to do that one week as well.
1: Um, um, the worst? Name, name you've had on the back of your shirt that didn't go <laughs> yeah. well. Oh, I've, uh, got a great, that, I've
3: got a great one for that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Right. We'll, we'll save that one for, uh, for another question. But, um, I've got a crack for that. Yeah, my choice was the reasoning very similar to yours, Andy. Um, was that he he signed? You know, just as, as I was, you know, starting to watch the team, um, and was part of the um, both the both of the last two trophies that were won. And mine would be Dave Watson. Um, just because he's you a know, great character, um, great player, um, and a goal-scoring centre-half, you know he used to pop up with some really important goals, particularly in the cup. Um, and so, yeah, for that reason, I think uh, Dave Watson takes it for me.
3: Adam, I hope yours uh, isn't another David because mine's uh, David
0: Weir.
2: This uh-huh.
0: <laughs> would <laughs> be my uh, my. He was my first choice. He was. He was my first choice. Just It was. It was going to be, and then I, uh, I, I kind of, I, I took a step back, um, and I thought, well, uh, I, I went with Phil Jagielka in the end, just just for who I thought could really. Um, I, I feel like we did this for one of the other, uh, other questions, like who, who I think would look good in this Everton side, um, and I think. I think Jags in his prime was uh, a kind of a more polished Ben Godfrey. He's Ben Godfrey with a few more miles on the clock, a bit more now. So he had that kind of recovery in him, had a goal in him as well. Um, and he, he scored some memorable goals. But I, I, I have, I've always had a soft spot for Davey Weir. Um But yeah, you, you, you talk about him, Paul.
3: <laughs> actually, well, I, was kind of, I was the other way. I was like, literally like a corner flip between Phil Jagielka and uh, David Weir as well, actually. Um, yeah I don't know it was, rather than David Weir it was, it was for the most part during a pretty miserable time wasn't it under, uh, under Walter Smith and um, yeah I think it was already about 30 when we signed him or something like that and yeah um, yeah, I remember like I think he played his first few games with Ipac, He thought oh, he looks decent. he looks a pretty handy player and you just didn't really expect it because he was only like two hundred and fifty grand from hearts, a sort of caliber of playing with a sign at the time wasn't particularly good. And you just kinda of thought, Oh, okay, you weren't really expecting much from him. I certainly wasn't anyway. I was just like uh, super impressed and I thought he um did a lot to keep us going at that time, him alongside Stubbs and then um yeah, Moyes worked well with him as well. I just thought he was a pretty, you know, quiet player, but showed good leadership too and just there he was there for quite a long time and then impressed the way he just carried on his career so quite an old age really you know playing, playing for Scotland and winning things at Rangers afterwards um, so yeah I just really liked him David Weir classy player I thought um, so yeah he was, that, that, that's why he was my one yeah, Jag Yelker obviously yeah very close and yeah a bit good captain for us for a long time as well and scored one particularly good goal Unsworth, I loved you when he was younger. Lost his way a little bit, didn't he? I suppose, and um, as he got older, but he was always very, very committed, wasn't he? Even when he was a bit later with his career at Everton, when he came back, he was um, not quite as good. to play he didn't quite kick on with his career, but he was always committed, Unsworth. And it was a shame when he left the fort. And Dave Watson, obviously, yeah. The only thing about Dave Watson, I always and always you might when I think of Dave Watts, I always think it feels like the time when Everton started to go a bit Whenever when Everton started alive as that sort of turn. <laughs> like, you think Dave Watson, I think, a lot of relegation battles and uh
2: yeah.
3: and that sort of stuff. But he was a leader then, and uh we probably would have gone down at some point if Dave if Dave Watson wasn't there, you would have fought So all, mm. all good choices, I think.
2: Absolutely. No, no shouts, Carl Tyler, Philippe Senderos, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anthony Gardner. Uh... <laughs> <Bear Goldrick>. <laughs> <Bear> <laughs> oh yeah, cool. Yeah.
2: This 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 could go on for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll uh, we'll leave it there. Um pass the bit away uh this coming weekend. Um fingers crossed that uh the boys in blue can uh, cause old Stevie G some um, some pain and, and and shift that conversation about uh, who's the first candidate to be sacked uh, away from Frank Lampard, which still still befuddles me, um, and onto someone like uh, old creasehead um, <laughs> we will <laughs> we'll be back next next week to discuss whatever happens at Villa Park. Um, so yeah, until then, uh, take care, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon.